Welcome to Sportin' Live. Introducing your host, Ed Draper. Hello, how are you? Welcome along to the podcast, Sport and Life. Ed Draper here, sports broadcaster in the UK. Thank you for hitting on the button. Great to have you here with me in the support. Always appreciated. As uh, also the support from the sponsor, always supported. The chief sponsor, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations and uh, great customer services. I'd always emphasize that. Jason Briggs and his convivial team, although Jason may have been on a personal emotional roller coaster as a Manchester United fan with the Oleg and Solskjaer departure, etc., etc. Very professional at all times, very upbeat, uh, Lancastrian. Good man and worth getting in touch with uh, with the team. And I always stress that through Serene AV, although they've got obviously that beautiful store in Montpellier here in the heart of Cheltenham, which purveyors of, of Bang Olufsen's wonderful equipment, they also have th- through Serene AV the potential to get you whatever home entertainment system, whatever audio system suits your budget, your vision, and worth getting in touch for a consultation either through Bang Olufsen Cheltenham website or BO underscore Cheltenham on social media. Thank you also to Cytoplan for their ongoing association with the podcast. Cyto, I believe, means cell in Greek, and it is a plan for the cells. It's a supplement company, food state supplements, and you can find out more at cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk. My family and I have been associated with the company for 20 plus years, taking the supplements for 20 plus years, and we still pay, albeit at a discounted rate. And this has all been under the stewardship of my father, Dr. Mark Draper, who's a nutritionist uh, by night, maybe, or by weekend, but also a general practitioner, doctor. And he's believed uh, that it's essential to top up certain trace elements in particular, as well as vitamins, the minerals, trace elements like selenium and zinc. Looking at soil samples in the UK, this is, and you would perhaps have to have a comparison or a, a word with experts soil experts in your country if you're listening i know there's a good listenership in the united states of america so good to see you howdy well you wouldn't appreciate the howdy if you're not in the south of america but nonetheless uh, my father is yeah but believes in the cytoplan supplements we take them i take immune complete two as an adult male every day with fish oil my wife takes foundation formula one she prefers the constituents of that multivitamin vitamin you may call it if you're in the US or Australia, um, but it's something that we, we do. My uh, daughter takes kids Immunovite. My seven-year-old daughter takes two of those. So we believe in, in those supplements as in terms of a holistic attitude to, to health, which we'll talk about eye health during the course of this podcast and blue light that's all around us in, in artificial lighting, our laptops and phones in a second. But certainly in terms of supplement I uh, take that and you can take all the bespoke stuff as well. I think there's consensus opinion as actually divert, divided opinion in medical about supplements, the importance of supplements for everyday people. But I think things like vitamin D3 during the winter months here in the UK is is widely considered to be a, a good thing regardless of, of your skin type, melanin type of your skin, melanin percentage certainly need to get through because there's not much sunlight getting through any of our skins at the moment in this in this country. It's a grey old day as I record this introduction to the podcast. Um, but yeah, that's cytoplan.co.uk and a discount associated with the podcast is Draper10R. So it's my last name, 
D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numerals one zero and the capital letter R. Well, let's get on to the podcast. Fascinating chap, fascinating um, health conversation around eyesight, blue light, how this uh, stuff that's in the sun is corroding our eye health, our ability to sleep because of its presence in the lighting in our home, in our laptops, our iPhones, our other phones, Android phones. It's a guy who's been on Dragon's Den to build his business, his OcuShield business, which specializes in screens that block this blue light, glasses, which I'm wearing now on his advice as well. I've really helped as someone who struggled with sleep. I posted about this on social media, having the glasses for a couple of weeks has really helped me in the evening, wind down on the nights. I'm not working late. I'm going to look into to finding a way in which I can use them for driving home as well, because apparently headlights, as Druvin Patel explains here, are a big factor in um, in our blue light exposure. Apparently they're pretty significant, particularly the modern sort of headlamps, headlights since 2015 on cars. Anyway, without further ado, fascinating chap. It is uh, optometrist, the one and only Druvin Patel. Druvin Patel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for your time. Great to see you. Look well. How, how are you doing? Thanks, Ed. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm really well having a great start to the week and excited to join you and answer some of your questions. Now, we are conversing on a screen and we'll get to what exactly blue light is, but what, what gadgets have you got? What sort of shields have you got on, on the device you're using now? Or is it the time of day where you don't need it? Well, actually, um, I use uh, a MacBook primarily, MacBook 13 Pro and the iPhone, and I've got my shields on there all the time because I'm using them wherever and whenever. Oh, brilliant. Well, Driven, tell us about your, your backstory as well, because it's a fantastic story. I think like getting people on the podcast to try and help us navigate the, the, the pitfalls of modern life, be it sedentary lifestyle, be it kind of nutrition, processed food, whatever it may be. So people that have found a, a few hacks to deal with the world that's a reality to us and screens are a big reality. But let's know your, your background, because you're not just about helping people uh, read the eye chart are you been, been more than that thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no so let, let me take you back to wh where i started so in actually um 2011 i was studying to become an optometrist at um university and i did a five-year degree and actually in 2013 i was working in the weekends at vision express which is a well-known opticians yeah. and um one weekend the lead optometrist she gathered me and the team and said hey everyone we've got this new product innovation so anyone who wears spectacles, they can get a coating on their glasses, which is called blue controller. And she explained, if patients had this on their glasses, they'll be able to beat eye strain because blue light from screens caused this. And I was really naturally intrigued because I don't know about you, but my mother has always told me growing up, stop looking at screens because they're yeah. bad for your eyes. Six, six feet, <laughs> be six feet from the, oh, when I was a kid, that was, you had to be six feet from the screen, but now we're like six inches if, if that. <laughs> exactly, the difference is crazy. But back, you know, back then I was like, my mother didn't have a reason. She just said, stay away. And you kind of did as you were told. But I thought, is this the missing piece of the puzzle? Because is this the explanation for why we shouldn't be so close to screens? And I was really naturally intrigued. I ran back to the university the next week and I demanded from my faculty and lecturers I want to do a research product on this and somehow I got my way so I researched how blue light affects the eye physiology and circadian rhythms which is our eye structures and sleep wake cycle mm. and after nine months of doing that I found yes not only did blue light from screens lighting around us um, cause visual stress which causes the eye strain and fatigue but also headaches mm. and secondly the blue light suppressed melatonin which makes it harder for us to sleep yeah so at this point my mind was blown because I was like <laughs> wow these are two massive pain points 
Um, it was the iPhone 3 slash 4 era. Okay. So it was just the beginning of the smartphone boom. And I thought screens are only getting, you know, becoming more and more integral part of our lives. This can be a massive problem. And selfishly, I wanted to solve the problem for myself because I didn't wear glasses. So I didn't want to get prescription spectacles for this innovation. So I said, how can I take that technology and put it directly onto the device screen itself? And yeah. that's where my journey began. And um, City University in London had a sister business school called Cass Business School, which is now renamed to Bayes. But, you know, they, they encouraged entrepreneurship and ideas. And I said, right, I've got this idea. Let me submit into this competition. <laughs> and somehow they had two or three stages and, and I was fortunate enough to win them. And, you know, must have convinced the judges or whatever. And I got some grant funding and I just spent, while I was studying, I spent my time, my free time. I mean, admittedly, I didn't go to lectures. I was doing it all online and I was just doing my, you know, focusing on growing, you know, creating this product and um by the time i got to january 2015 i'd i'd had a, a finished product already i had the specification the technical um knowledge of the product and actually in that time i must have set up our wix website wix.com and <laughs> everyone i spoke to i got the email address and actually by that period i had about a thousand pre-orders for for wow. the product the first line of product and I was like, actually, with the grant funding, the student loan that I had, I used it on the business <laughs> and these pre-orders, I can actually deliver some of these products and, you know, like a minimum viable product and, you know, get this out there. And that was my final year of university. And at my dorm room, I started shipping the first official products. Um, <laughs> and, and that's where the business began. And my journey from, you know, after that was in optometry, you've got to do a year as a pre-registration optometry. So you go out. So I did mine in Specsavers. I, you do exams and you work for a year. You've got to then be fully qualified. And then I was also tied into Specsavers for another two years. Don't talk to me about that. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a pain, but, but yeah. I was working evenings and lunches and I got to 2018 and the business grew to a, a six figure business. And I was doing it just evenings and lunches. And I said, actually me being in the testing room, I only can test 10 to 20 patients eyes a day. Mm. I want to be able to impact more people. And through OcuShield, by providing protection for their eyes and people feeling, you know, better because their eyes are feeling better, they're sleeping better. I can impact, you know, hundreds or thousands of people daily from what I'm doing. So I said, I want to go on this journey to really uh, build the occupation business. And in 2018, I worked full time. Um, you know, we've been primarily a digital first brand online, and now we ship to over 70 countries. We sell to super job opticians, Sky Mobile, um, Best Buy, Nordstrom in USA. And um, recently, we were also on Dragons Den as well. So if, if anyone's listening, type in Dragons Den, you should you'll see you'll see me sweating on on TV. What, what, um, what was that? What was that like, Dragons Den? I think it's called Shark Tank in America. Of any American listeners, aren't they? It's the equivalent over there. It is. Yeah, yeah. Shark Tank is very cool. That that that's next on the bucket list. But um, Dragons Den was um, a really interesting experience. I mean, I was I was totally bricking it. I mean, you know, you you, you go you're in the back of your mind, you thinking this is one take. The world's going to be watching. Your, you know, whatever you've done can be ripped apart um, and you lose immediate credibility and you've got to do a perfect pitch in the den to, you know, make it seem yeah. like you're somewhat credible. So I was totally freaking it. Um, but, you know, the, the practice and preparation, you know, every day, we had two weeks to prepare for this pitch. Um, mm. And every day I was pitching to anyone who'd listen, family <laughs> members, my business partner, and just got really comfortable with it. And that allowed me to make sure the pitch went well, I think. And um, yeah, it went, it, you know, we, we got offers and investment from Ted and Peter Jones and 
um, yeah, it was a successful endeavour. And I think the editors made us look somewhat good when it came out. <laughs> hey, man, you're a good looking guy. You're a good talker. And it's a great it's a great story. So I can imagine it, it would have gone well. Of course, of course it would. But what was that? Did you get investment from those guys? Did they buy into the business? How does how does that work? Yeah, so we went in in September 2020 um, and it only aired 10 months later. So July, um, yeah, July 2021. Okay. And what happens in that period is actually outside of the den, you know, the deal's done in the den. Yeah. And um, it's a bit of a gray area, but I'll share it anyway. Um, so what happened, <laughs> what happened was, um, yeah, they took it took about three months to get a shareholders agreement. Um, and in that time, we were negotiating the agreement. Another three months went. So it's been six months since we went in the den. The business grew. I think we did about a million pounds in revenue in that six months. Um, and we said, guys, we need to renegotiate our deal because it's not fair on us. And you know, the guys, the Dragons and the team said, we can't renegotiate outside of the den. So we were in a predicament. We said, well, this isn't going to work for us. So we're going to have to pull out. Yeah. So one Friday night, I was there, sent an email. I was like, guys, I'm sorry, but this isn't going to work. I shut down my laptop. I didn't look at it for the weekend. Because I was like, is this the right decision? You know, is this, you're thinking, you know, obviously that they're, they're great entrepreneurs and they can help. Um, so it's a big decision, right? But in hindsight, we've made the right decision because we've just completed the fundraise round of £800,000. So wow. um, in Dragon's Den, we, we, we wanted to raise 75K for yeah. 15%. We've just, we've raised 800K for 12%. So <laughs> you can see the difference in, um, it, and we've got some great athletes as well on our cap table now. So you might know Dan Martin is a team GB cyclist. We've yeah. got Scott Dan, who's a crystal, was ex-Crystal Palace yes. footballer. Yeah. Um, so we've got some great people joining us and we're all about health and wellbeing. So actually those guys are going to be really awesome for us. And yeah, I'm excited for the next journey. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned I was thinking when you said Vision Express and Specsavers, having worked for both, it's probably like playing for Manchester United and Liverpool, <laughs> kind of like the uh, the arch the arch rivals. So you're across the two boundaries there, but it's a it's a great story. And I mean, I think I'm no doubt that your performance. I haven't seen it on Dragons Den was phenomenal, and you're you're a great communicator. But I think through that and through what you're finding out in investment, there's a need, isn't there? What what's your read of that being that that people perhaps are are struggling in the modern world with the the screens that we're glued to, the various screens we're glued to throughout the day. Yeah, totally. I think now what we found, especially through the pandemic, we not only work on screens, but also leisure and communication with family and friends is through screens, right? Yeah. You know, we were, we, uh, I was, you know, across, across the oceans, Zooming, face, you know, FaceTiming family members and whatever. And I was just finding it, the whole day I was, uh, you know, even Clubhouse kicked off in um, the yeah. pandemic. I don't know if you used that. I was yeah. on that in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok, everything. And I think, what we're finding now is people now outside of the pandemic, people are a lot more conscious of how devices are playing a part in their, their lives. And um, yeah, a lot of people have realized that actually there was a lot of Zoom fatigue, which is basically, you know, Zoom fatigue affects us in multiple ways. One of the ways is when we're on video calls, we, we tend to look at ourselves more than the other person, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're very self-critical and that, yeah. that gets us very tired. But again, same, you've also got, Blue light well, we're looking, aren't we? Like, I'd love to have done this podcast in person, but and I was a reluctant uptaker <laughs> of technology. But it is obviously it was the only way in the pandemic, and it is a great facilitator. It's really easy for us to do this. But I do, um, I do find them more tiring in a sense because you're focusing on a screen. Whereas when, if you and I were having a conversation, we'd be looking out the window, looking at the wall. It'd be it'd be a different experience, wouldn't it? Totally, and you know, one of the things we've seen now as well in the the eye world is during the pandemic. So myopia is short-sightedness where you need glasses for far away. Yeah. And in the pandemic, 
there's been a huge, there's been about a 30 to 40% increase in children requiring spectacles because ah. they've been learning on iPads. They've not been outside running around. Um, because what happens when you're outside running around is you're looking at a, uh, you know, infinite far point. You're looking far away, you know. Yeah. You're not looking at something close up, which is also a screen which has blue light. And that's caused, people, you know, children to um, accelerate that kind of spectacle need, which is a really interesting finding from, you know, the last kind of 12, 18 months. We'll get back to blue light, but I want to ask you a bit about that because it's interesting. I'm a few years older than you, no doubt, but it was 2011, your trajectory. And I've seen growing up, it seems like the amount of opticians on the high street has just proliferated. And I was thinking, well, people's, you know, is it just that we didn't know we had bad eyesight before or people's eyesight got worse? It's interesting you're saying that actually the screen life has affected because I've got myopia, but I always thought my short-sightedness not being able to see far away was to do with my dad because it's mine maps quite closely to him like I wear his glasses it's like minus one or something and I think it's it's pretty you know similar and it seems to have stayed pretty standard for like 10-15 years for me like his has his whole his whole life so I think well maybe that's just genetic but it's interesting across the population how many people wear contact lenses or glasses is almost more than than not do you think that that's been a what last 30 years maybe that it's, it's increased the, the problem yeah I think you know the reason to why there's so many more opticians is we, you know we've got aging population right so oh, yeah. what happens after you turn 40 is something called presbyopia which is where the eyes lose the ability to accommodate at a near point and everyone so there's three things guaranteed in life birth death and glasses <laughs> right because <laughs> everyone at some point in their life will need some form of visual correction once they get past 40. Um, and that's obviously a, a, a need that is um, an acute need for people that are older. But what, what we're finding with the, the children is, um, you know, up until their teenage years, so until they're 13 or 14, the eyes, um, you know, they haven't fully developed. Mm. And there's two examples. One is with the myopia there, you know, because of the excessive near point and screen time, their eyes have adjusted to that so when they're looking up they're actually short-sighted you know their eyes are changing yeah. in that must, in must. that way the, fo the focal points yeah yeah and um you know and then secondly into the blue light point is the lens in the eye and the pack uh, the macular pigment density is also not developed until their teenage years so children are actually two to three times more susceptible to uv and blue light damage which again is very interesting and you know what what I'm always an advocate of is um, there's lots of studies out there which are epidemiological and in vitro, which is in the lab and mm. cohort studies, which are saying that actually we should be protecting children's eyes because at the moment, you know, devices are so new, they've not done long-term studies, but the short-term studies are showing that actually there's, there's risk there where we should be mitigating it um, already. It's a great opiate as well, isn't it? There's always that temptation to give your kid a, an iPad or whatever just to entertain them. But that's interesting. Yeah. More dangerous. Come back to the, the blue light as well, because I was reading about blue light on your website, on Shield's website. And tell us what it is and, and the different types of blue light, because I hadn't been aware that there were sort of degrees of blue light. I think, is it, is it nanometers in terms of the, the width of the waves or something? Yeah, totally. So taking it back to kind of a science and the A-level uh, side of <laughs> things, <laughs> foremost, you know, most, most people, you know, we don't touch things that we studied ages ago, right? But yeah. if we imagine um, you've got the U UV light, so most of us wear sunglasses and in the UK, you would have a UV 400 sticker on the glasses because mm. it shows, you know, it filters the UV light. So from zero to 400 nanometers is ultraviolet light. From 400 to 700 is the visible light spectrum, which is all the light we can see. And then from 700 onward is kind of radio waves and x-ray waves or infrared light. Yeah. Um, 
And what we're concerned with blue light is, of course, the visible light um, because it's coming, coming to us, which we can see. Um, and that sits between 400 to 500 nanometers. Yeah. Now, it's broken down into two. So um, there's a little bit of a crossover from UV and blue light. So 380 to 450 nanometers is the blue light that contributes towards oxidative stress and visual stress. So it's actually affecting our eyes okay. long term and short term, both in eye strain and also um, long term affects eye diseases you know because blue light is also emitted from the sun yeah so something to consider there as well and then from 450 to 500 um peaking at 470 is the blue light that affects our circadian cycles yeah. so you know when we wake up and we get a big dose of the sun in the morning you're going to feel fresh and awake it's because what's happening is that the sun is setting off something called the retinal ganglion cells in your eyes which is telling your body that it's the daytime, so let's suppress the melatonin production. You're going to feel awake, um, and there you go. But what we're doing now is we're taking the sun in the palm of our hands in the evening as artificial light. Yeah. So what's happening again, twofold, is people are now, you know, their bodies are thinking it's the daytime, but they're still so exposed to screens and lighting, and sure. they're making it harder for them to sleep. So that's kind of how it's affecting us, and that's the different blue lights. Well, you sent me some glasses and, that, and that's powerful as well. We were talking just before we started recording about shift work and, and some of my challenges there, not finishing work at midnight. When I'm in the studio at Sky Sports, I've literally got two screens in front of me, an iPad, a, a laptop, and then, you know, obviously bright lights upon you and, and you're looking at a camera screen with an auto cue beneath it. So it's it's visually that, that much straining. I think it's interesting with blue light. Should we be getting some blue light? Is it just the natural blue light we should be getting or should we get a little bit from our laptop in the morning? What's your what's your feeling on, on kind of the volume that we need? Yeah, I'd say natural blue light is the best. Um, you know, obviously when we're outside, uh, we need to be protecting ourselves and, you know, we, we put sunscreen on, um, you know, having sunglasses on again is, is important. Mm. Um, but we shouldn't really be using artificial light to um you know get enough blue light and unless you suffer from sad which is seasonal affective disorder then you can get um lighting which gives you that artificial you know turn it on in, in your room in the morning and it gives yeah. you that artificial light because you you actually generally need it but everyone else nine times out of ten you, you shouldn't be using your your laptop whatever <laughs> to do that right you don't need it um it's so yeah, i'd it's say it's yeah. about the uv i've got i've got one on now and i don't I mean, I don't think I've got seasonal effects of this sort of clinical. I've never been diagnosed, but I've always, my dad gave me this and he gets a bit low in the winter and I've had this just to give me that little boost. And I tend to try and swim outdoors to get that reflected light mm. in, the, in the winter because in the UK, yeah. if you haven't been to the UK between November and February, <laughs> you don't get much much daylight. It's kind it's, of it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. And what you said about the water as well, yeah, you get, you know, the, the output of uh, UV or blue light is increased both in water and snow. So, you know, that's why when you're skiing, you want to wear skiing goggles, but mm. also when you're, when you're in the sea or in a swimming pool, you'll probably catch a tan a lot faster than when you're just out in, in land because actually the refraction of light within water, it, it kind of almost doubles. Yeah, no, people on, when they fall asleep on a Lido or something, and they're in the, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know Lilo, sorry, in the, uh, in the pool or whatever, they're reflected, <laughs> like, get really sunburned, wake up, yeah, that's not, good, not a good, good experience. But with the sunglasses then, do they allow the good blue light through typically? So if you're out in the morning, Will you get the, the requisite blue light to fire up your system and get you get you awake? Yeah, so most most sunglasses only block up block up to four hundred nanometers. So you're going to be getting that good blue light that's um, coming from the sun to stimulate your circadian rhythm. I mean, what we're probably going to see in the next five years is sunglasses start going up to the four fifty nanometer range to block out that also. Um, that high energy blue light that also yeah. affects our eyes and detriments ways. 
Um, yeah, I think that's that's coming, um, but it will still allow the blue light that's responsible for our circadian rhythm. And it's that blue light below 450 that is responsible. It's interesting you said, because I didn't realise like after a day at work, because to read the autocue, I mentioned I'm short-sighted, I've experimented with glasses, but typically I wear contact lenses at work. It's the only time I ever, ever wear them. I don't wear them around during the day, but they get dry. And I thought it was contact lenses and or just focusing at screens up close, but it is actually the type of light that I'm consuming that's making my eyes fatigued and, and dry. Yeah, it's contributing to that. You know, there's, there's multiple factors that can affect our eyes when we're on devices, but blue light is a contributing factor, which we should be aware of. And when I'm advising patients or anyone that has, you know, they're like, what, what, are, your, what are your tips to, you know, reduce exposure or make sure my eyes are feeling fresh? And there's two simple things we can all be doing, right? One is brightness, just lower the brightness on your screen because that will lower the intensity of what's coming mm -hmm. out. Um, second is proximity. So I always say work at least the arms length away from any laptop or monitor. Yeah. Um, it's a bit Shuffling. harder with iPhone. <laughs> Shuffling here <Yeah>. now. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. close. But yeah, with um, handheld devices, obviously it's a lot harder, you know, because you're going to probably look like a bit like a twat if you're holding an iPhone, like, <laughs> you know, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just being aware of those things and they can play a massive uh, role in just, you know, again, we talk about, you know, compounding differences. If you just do those small things, you'll find, you know, seven days that that's actually, it helps you a lot because you've, you've moved the working distance, you've reduced the intensity um, and that, that, you know, quick, easy wins. Yeah, good for, good for you with that. Let's talk about OcuShield then because you were really kind enough to send me a pair of um, non-prescriptive uh, glasses. So I've just been using them. I don't use prescription glasses for, for working on a laptop. I've been using them. I've been using them for watching TV. So unless it's sport and I need to read statistics, I'm happy not wearing sort of prescription glasses. I've just had those on and I know that you can get them in prescription, but it really has helped me unwind in the evening and, and, I, and I know there's always this sort of placebo psychosomatic thing you're never quite sure if you feel mm. like you're taking control of something sometimes it makes you feel feel that way but I certainly have noticed a benefit my little girl's actually been sometimes borrowing them because she has an earlier bedtime she'll, <laughs> she'll you know watch her cartoons at, at five o'clock and she'll wear them now she likes the way they look I think she's a bit of a fashion Amazing. but um, <laughs> she'll put them on and I think it has maybe impacted her sort of readiness to, for, to get to sleep actually because she's um she's been a bit like me she's got she's high energy um but it's it's something i really appreciate and i think it, that's one of many options you've got isn't it because the glasses are there but you've also got what covers for for screens and things like that yeah totally so you know our, our product range um expands from screen filters that also you know screen protectors that protect your iphone and ipad but also protect your eyes and sleep from limiting the blue light because you know, we've got, again, like yourself, you're a busy person, you might forget your glasses, and then you're, you know, you might be in a predicament. But with me, I, I know, I've got my iPhone, my MacBook, I've got, I've got them covered with the Ocusured blue light filters. And actually, for parents, what's been really interesting is parents are a big customer persona of ours is they want to protect their children's eyes. And, yeah. you know, some children, they love glasses and they'll pop them on and keep them on, <laughs> but some children will chuck them off, right? So if they can put an OcuShield on their iPad or device, and what's really important about our products is you can't tell that there's a visible difference because our products are made to work in the background seamlessly. So you're getting the effects, but you know the kind of color difference that you see on you know, screens is, is negligible because we're, we're kind of doing it invisibly uh, yeah. in that sense so children won't notice you've got anything on the screen and they carry on doing their day to day and parents love that because they can just put it on and you know they carry on doing what they're doing i don't i don't want to do you out of business at all but do you know why the makers of the devices have got blue light in them could they have it without the blue light is it advantageous for them to have blue light so that we keep 
more alert, more awake, looking at these screens longer. I don't, I don't know. Not to be, not, I'm not starting a conspiracy theory here, but yeah, yeah, that, that might be a conspiracy. But I think, um, I think they will look at that in the next five to ten years. Um, looking at so at the moment, most manufacturers they outsource their LED and LCD LCD um, screens to third parties, and what we have at the moment is LED, and then we've got OLED and then Nano LED. In all of those different um, screens, actually, the blue light component is still present. So actually, there needs to be a piece of research and development where they can eliminate that by and then still showing, you know, showing what they need to show. But you know, hardware manufacturers have built in something called night shift. Let's say Apple. If you go on your phone, there's something called night shift. So you yeah, might have it on that. your device. How does that work? Is that is that similar? Yeah, so that limits blue light and that was made to help with our circadian rhythm. So it generally turns on in the evening. But what you find is it turns your screen very orange. Mm. Right? And if if you're like me, if, you, if you're sending emails or you're watching Netflix, you don't want everything to be orange. <laughs> and, you know, that was a massive pain point for consumers. And when it comes to healthcare, compliance is really important. Because if you have a product innovation, but people don't use it, it's almost redundant. So we said, how can we remove blue light without causing a difference in the clarity of picture. And that's what all official products have. So even your glasses, you know, we try to maintain a 95% and more transparency, but also removing that blue light so you can have the benefits and the best of both worlds. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you talk about turning orange because my granddad, my late granddad, he used to come around to people's houses and he obviously had some sort of color blindness or some sort of affectation because he'd change everyone's color code on the TV to make it super <laughs> orange. And you'd be like, but he's one of those guys that's like, you know, refused to acknowledge that it was him. It was like us that had the problem, like everything should be orange on the TV. So it's, uh, it's strange that's to funny. say that, but, um, do you, but you do prescription glasses as well, don't you? Should, I guess if we, we need, if we need to wear glasses, we should wear them. And, and do you, do contact lenses? I guess if you're wearing contact lenses, you just have a non-prescription glass on, on top. Yeah, so at the moment, um, sorry, yeah, I forgot to add the other product. Oh yeah, we do screen protectors for smartphones and, and tablets, and then we do filters for laptops and monitors, you know, 11 to 27 inches. Um, and then we have, as you said, non-prescriptive glasses, um, which can be worn on top of contact lenses. At the moment, we don't do prescription lenses. Um, that is something in our pipeline. It's just operationally, it becomes a little bit, um, yeah, difficult was we was we work in numerous countries and there's different legislations of prescription either. Um, but it is on the roadmap. And um, we also do a lighting product it's called Oculamp. Um, you know, that lighting product is is our all day, all night lamp. And what it does, it encourages people to learn about the different color temperatures by the touch of a button. They can increase the intensity, lower it. And, you know, in the morning they can use the white daylight, which is 5500 Kelvin, which Kelvin's, which is kind of a white light which you can use to, you know, start your day. We talked about SAD before. And then the afternoon is a bit more of a warmer light. It's kind of 3,500. So it's not as harsh, but you can use it when you're working. And then in the evening, you've got a really warm light, which is 2,500 Kelvin, which is a more of an orange hue, which you can use, you know, while reading a story to, to your children or if you've just given a bed light lamp. And we created that product to, yeah, just allow people to learn about different lighting. And mm. I think lighting is so important and something we don't realise is, the lights around us actually have a lot more blue light than our screens. Um, but obviously we're not looking at them directly. So that, you know, ah, so what, so, so somehow what about difference. car headlights, lamps in the, they all, all got it. Yeah. So, so the car headlights, don't get me started on this, but the new really? car headlights are so bad. So I don't know if you drive. So if you've yeah. got a, a car that's, um, you know, manufactured 2015 onwards, the new headlights are, the reason why they all look like they've got the fog lights on is because they have strong LEDs, which have a high, proportion of blue light which is why oh, right. it comes and it, and it dazzles you and it does yeah. so we have customers who use our glasses to drive at night 
because it gets rid of those aberrations. Mm. Um, but yes, the lighting around us in our offices and homes can really affect us in, in ways that, you know, we're not looking at it directly, but indirectly it's affecting our body as well. So I'd also say, you know, using lighting in your home. So there's something called LifeX or Philips Hue. And again, kitting your house out with the right lighting and changing that at different times of day is also going to be beneficial. That's interesting with the, the headlights, because I often drive around midnight for an hour, an hour and a half sometimes. And actually how busy the roads are really affects how, and I thought it was stimulation of traffic, but actually of, of things and obstacles and things. But actually, you're right that maybe it's that, that light shining in and, and new headlights. You always feel like you're getting old. I said to my wife, like, come on, these lights are so blinding now. Last night, we're driving at like 5.30 in the evening, but it was like, whoa, that's that's really, it's, really fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's, and you've also got the other thing is when, because you're driving in the dark generally, right, mm. you, um, your pupils dilate, so actually they're bigger. But what's happening is you're getting that strong headlight, blue light coming in. So your eyes are probably taking in more blue light than you would in the daytime. Yeah. Because your pupils are dilating stronger. You know, you don't tend to have headlights on during the day anyway, but it's going to impact you even more in the evening um, because of that change in your pupil size. Um, so yeah, it's probably affecting you. You know, that's a long time to drive with lots of yeah. headlights in your way. That's why I would definitely, because I take my contacts off as soon as I finish work. I Like I say, I only use them for, I don't really enjoy having them, them in per se but then I put on my regular glasses but it'd be great to have that prescription glass I suppose as, as you say work on to to be able to drive home with although I don't want to you don't want to nod off on the way home either so it's a, it's a fine balance with the with the, with the body but it's interesting that you say as well because I had the perception as I say I've been using them in the evening that we should be wearing these glasses pretty much throughout the day as long as we get that natural go outside in the, the early morning we don't need to have that stimulation exactly totally yeah brilliant Brilliant. Well, Druvin, been a, been a pleasure to uh, to speak to you. What's next for you guys, do you think? Um, I think we're just really excited for um, the new year. Um, you know, it's got, we're, in the, we're in the November and December period, which at the moment is busy for us um, because, you know, everyone, everyone likes buying gifts and, you know, looking mm. after their eyes and their family. So for us, it's, it's a great period because, um, yeah, we just get a lot more people joining us on this journey and wanting to find out about eyes and ways to, um, protect their eyes so I think you know at the moment we're busy with that but in the new year you know with the extra amount of funding we've got some great plans to bring bring new products but also you know get get our products into into different places where currently consumers can't buy them so we're kind of really excited to hit the ground running from the new year and um, you know just just really grow what we're doing and work with great people must be feeling like you're on a roller coaster does it it's gone exponentially you say like the last few years what six years is incredible the the rise you've had yeah, it's been it's been such a you know for me it's been such an organic journey where I've just been rolling with it and I think since I went full time onto it it's been it's been an incredible journey you know I think it shows when you when you put your focus and attention into something you know the the hours you put into something you can then you reap the rewards and you know I've seen that firsthand from you know doing something a few hours a day to then go do it full time your the focus and attention is so important and I always say to anyone that you know starting a business or doing anything the more hours that you can put in that are focused you, you just you just end up doing so much better and reaping the rewards and look after those eyes as well when you're working hard because typically it's on exactly. it's on screen, isn't it you have, have you got exactly, any health exactly. tips? have you got any health tips for us around eyes quickly before you before you go would you advise contact lenses are you against contact lenses what's your take on on them yeah no i'm not against contact lenses if you um you know if your optician recommends contact lenses go for them um they're you know really great piece of technology that you can just literally plod into your eye and it allows you to see um so there's lots of innovation there there's also um you know for kids there's a new contact lens called my sight which actually suppresses the progression of myopia so actually if your children wear these from 
their young age to teenage years, it can stop their glass, you know, their prescription getting stronger. So at the moment, I know boots opticians do them quite regularly. I think they have an exclusive license from them, but it's called my site. So any parents that are concerned about their um, kids' eyes, they should they should check those out. Um, well, that's that's a really good tool. Laptops better than iPhones, do you think, to look at in terms of doing your work? Bigger screen, is that generally better? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and you have a you have a larger working distance, um, so that's going to be important. And yeah, you can make the font a lot bigger, um, <laughs> so, so that that does help as well. Oh, good man. We'll really appreciate your time. I think you're doing great work. And I don't know. Final thoughts. Do you feel we'll look back in in the future? I think this with exercise, we're all sedentary, and with new nutrition, some of the food that we've been uh, presented with from the from the sort of industry do you think we'll look back and think that it was a, it was a challenging time perhaps we'll look back in 20 years and that we'll be handling it a lot better all the screens i hope so i hope so and i think um, that will happen and it's you know the same way we're seeing a big rise in sustainability and climate change i think the same thing will happen with technology and um you know you you ask about things that we can be doing to protect our islands you know the biggest impactful difference also from a diet perspective is green vegetables if you're getting your kale and spinach in, they have great antioxidants that protect your retina and macula. Um, so, you know, getting a, uh, 200 grams of those a day, um, you know, you're going to protect your eyes for a long time. And, you know, there's also, I don't know if you know about the, the carrot, you know, they say carrots are mm, carotene. carotene. So, yeah. yes. So it's actually a funny story with carrots. So <laughs> they say carrots were there to help night vision. So actually what happened in World War II, um, I can't remember which side it was, but uh, the army got radar technology and they could see planes in the nighttime. And yeah. what they did is they sent, uh, they, they created a Chinese whisper and said, the reason we can see these planes is because we've been eating lots of carrots. <laughs> so what happened was the other army, they started eating carrots thinking they'll be able to start seeing in the nighttime. Yeah. But of course it was, it was a myth, but carrots do have vitamin A, which does contribute towards maintaining normal vision, but it's not going to improve or give you night vision. Basically. Oh, well, that's a, that's a shame. It's good. It's good to get your kids to eat vegetables as well. That's one of the things you have to have to try and impart. Um, and and OculusShield.com is a place to go, isn't it? I know it's interesting because my mum and dad, they saw the glasses. My daughter was wearing it at their house when I was at work, apparently. And they were like, oh, we want a pair, you know, great for us. Because they're now, I think, belatedly plugged into the, the Internet and things, particularly my mum in the evening. So she wants a pair. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you can find us on OculusShield.com, which is O-C-U shield.com and on socials where get occupied and yeah you can find us there and interact with us and if anyone wants any products i think now's the best time of the year with black friday and christmas we probably have our biggest promotions on now for this period only so yeah it's the best time to, to it always to seems it almost seems more relevant as well doesn't it in a way i know it's counterintuitive but in the winter you feel like we're getting you know what lighter 8 8 30 in the morning in the uk dark at 4 p.m and then we're on devices the whole time and, and lights fake lighting around us more than in the summer it, it seems like that does it do you feel that way as well it's a key time when we're on these screens yeah totally you just find the impact more you know when you've got a longer days in the summer you're it's the sunlight's out and you're you know you're enjoying yourself and even then you're probably out more but generally um in winter you know us British folk, we, we, we just like to stay indoors and be cosy most of the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Got to force yourself out. And Druvin, do you have a personal social media that people follow or is it mainly done through the company? How do you handle that side of it? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Druvin Patel, um, which is D-H-R-U-V-I-M-P-A-T-E-L. And also LinkedIn, you can find me on there. That's where I'm kind of active, active sorry. Um, but yeah, anyone that wants to reach out or has any questions about the eyes or blue light, happy to help. Well, thank you for the glasses. Thank you for your time as well. I think it's key, as I say, to, to help navigate the modern world, which has just changed. We're kind of like 
cave people, aren't we? But we're trying to we're, we're thrust into this this modern world with all the, all the changes. So it's it's brilliant to have people like you trying to find ways. And, and you came along at university in the iPhone age. And I think it's it's definitely not coincidence that you've been able to help us all, all handle the world better. So Dreven, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Ed. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I found that fascinating conversation. And it's not obviously on the, the topic of sport, although Druvin let slip afterwards as a Chelsea fan. I think slightly, he was, he was very uh, measured, but slightly gleeful relative to my travails as a, a Manchester United supporter. But I found that really interesting about health and well-being. And it's just cements my sense. And, and maybe if you listen to this podcast, you have a similar one that the modern world, whilst very cosy and, and, and sort of seductive at some level to suggest we've got this very comfortable lifestyle, that maybe it's very challenging on lots of levels and, and and dangerous to us unless we unless we modify you know in terms of our nutrition the type of food we're presented with at the supermarket and and fast food outlets the incentive or the disincentive from moving which is so vital to our, our physiology and our health and also things like these screens and the, and the consequences not only of our eyesight in terms of focusing on something up close and personal all, all day but also this blue light, which is having this corrosive effect on our eye health. So really appreciate the work he's doing, appreciate him coming on the podcast and giving his his time and, and insight. And it'd be great to get more of his uh, backstory again at some point. But a powerful young entrepreneur and wonderful to, to share with him his, his experience of building this company, the experience of being on Dragon's Den and his negotiations around it as well. Very candid how he's managed to get out of the situation with the, the Dragon's Den people. It wasn't advantageous, ultimately, the deal they struck. So Druven Patel, and check out Ocushield.com. Do recommend. I'm wearing the glasses now after him suggesting I, I should be in terms of uh, other times of the day. So they, are, they have been beneficial for me. In terms of helping me sleep, it's been a real struggle in my, mine. And I think my daughter's inherited some of that difficulty in getting to sleep. And you realize there's a lot of stimuli around us, including caffeine and, and things we have to negotiate. So appreciate Druvin. Thank you for, for his time. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Get in touch with Jason Briggs and his team through the Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham website or indeed social media, BNO underscore Cheltenham. And if you are looking to optimize your immunity and perhaps your eye health as well, supplements to do that at Cytoplan, sponsor of the podcast, associate partner of the podcast, I suppose, at cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, food-based supplements we've been taking as a family for 20 plus years under the stewardship of my father dr mark draper i hope you are well i hope you have a good week if you enjoyed this podcast please pass it on to a friend send it out on social media whatever you can do to support it if you believe in it is it, fantastic that energy and momentum that, that kind of feel that it's grown over the past year or so with the support of people like bang Olufsen of cheltenham as well the sponsors has been powerful and i want to keep that momentum going keep improving and uh, keep that energy around it and obviously reviews help as well i know Druvin said to me to review the podcast hopefully positively as well but any constructive feedback has to be taken on the chin as well big boy now 40 years of age and have uh, had a bit of constructive criticism in my time at home and work so yeah fire it my way but thank you for listening first and foremost very much appreciated have a good week and goodbye for now